Good morning, everybody, and welcome. You are listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, and 88 right across Australia. You are with Lyle and Christopher in the morning with Positively Different Radio. It is three minutes past seven. Man, you know what, Lyle? I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit sad this morning. It's positive. Why are you sad? Why are you sad? What is there to be sad about on a bright and fresh morning like this one? Well, I'm here. I'm in the radio, and I'm loving it. Yeah, they should be happy. What could? What more could you be looking forward to on a day? Well, I've only got so much time left, Lyle. My run is coming Don't to say that. I know, Don't say that. it's sad. Don't say that. But no. hey, I'm going to enjoy every minute here this morning on the show that I have. And I'll probably be back around hopefully of sometime. Course, of course, <laughs> we will. So we're plenty more of Christopher yet to come. Don't worry about that. And we'll be looking forward to... Uh Yes, many more times yet, but uh, it hasn't ended yet. It hasn't, yeah. Let, you know what? That's right. right. Let's time, focus yeah. on the yeah, here and now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so what have we got coming up in today's show? Well, we have a very interesting encounter with God. We're going to be looking at a slightly different topic from the sanctuary. We're going to be looking at God's law. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also going to have a look at some interesting stories in the news. Uh, of course, we heard earlier that Billy Graham, uh, famous evangelist, has passed away. So we're going to discuss that a bit. And yes. we have a live interview as well, I think, today. There you go. Well, we've got some amazing things coming <laughs> up. And, uh, of course, our section with Love Matters and along with our quiz section. What's our quiz question for today? Our quiz question is a what book am I? There are more references to demons in this book than any other book in the Bible, and that is 23 times. Really? Yeah. I have no idea what the answer to this one is. Well, it should be a good surprise then. <laughs> there you go. That was uh, interesting. Okay, so the, the, the that was the quiz question, what book mentions demons the most? By that, we can then say what book gives us the most information about how to get rid of demons. And maybe this is something that uh, is a practical thing for you to be uh, researching in your life, particularly if if this is something that you've had uh, interaction with. Anyway, find the answer to the question. What book talks about demons more than any other? 1-800-324-843 or 0491-064-669 is where you need to go to send us your answer. We got some answers through pretty quick yesterday. We did. You got to get in quick this morning. And, of course, we've got Melissa Otto uh, albums to give away. And, uh, of course, you can contact us on Facebook as well. We have uh, some people answering our questions on Facebook. And we will get the amazing Rochelle to put this question up on Facebook for you so that you can answer it there. And, uh, of course, if you're listening to the uh, delayed broadcast, uh, remember that you can listen to us live on faithfm.com.au or by using the TuneIn app at FaithFM Australia. Of course, the TuneIn app is great because you can listen to it mobile, in your car, anywhere like that. Just run it through your car radio from your phone and it works fantastic. Maybe we should put some instructions up on our Facebook page how Ooh, to... not a bad idea. Uh, ...just to uh, grab that, um, that particular app and how to connect it to your car radio because that will give you a really good, strong signal all the time. We should do like a little tutorial video. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should. That's a good idea. Oh, at the end of the show, of course, we have a free gift, so don't go anywhere. Oh, yes. At the end of our show, if you only ever get to listen to the beginning of the show, you need to know this because at the end of the show, we always have a free gift that we're going to be giving away. So that's something to look forward to. Now, Christopher, tell me. Oh, we're, we're sort of running out of time here. Very quickly, what have you got planned for the rest of this day? Uh, uh, got to sign some contracts. Got to <laughs> that's okay. all of those things that involve the beginning of a new chapter of your life. I'll be going on TV, so a TV show happening a little bit later. Anyway, we're going to move on and listen to Matt and Josie Minikus. Delight in the Lord.
thyself also in the Lord, and He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in Him, and He have been listening to Matt and Josie Minicus, Delight in the Lord, Psalms 37, verse 4 and 5, here on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 and 88, depending on where you are. Mm. So we have uh, in our news story today, one of our leading news stories is the passing away of Billy Graham. Always a very, very sad event when uh, somebody passes away. Who was, who, was this, uh, um, who was this man, Billy Graham? We probably should, as a, uh, as a great Christian leader, let's spend, spend a little bit of time covering some history about who Billy Graham was. Yeah, well, he was an incredibly famous uh, evangelist throughout America. He led a series of really uh, massive crusades, they called them, and he had millions of people turn up to these events, and there would also be played on television. I think I heard that, um, I think I read earlier that sometimes he would have up to 75 million people like in, in-house and then in uh, watching on television mm-hmm. for some of his crusades, yeah. like a ridiculous amount uh, of people. And uh, he actually was quite close to all the American presidents as well. He was like the chaplain for the US presidency. Um, and I think, uh, if my dad's listening, he might remember, I think that uh, my dad uh, told me either him or... Or his mother went to one of his crusades, actually, when he came around and visited in Australia. So, Is that so? Yeah, I have a little yeah. bit of a distant connection to Billy Graham, but there yeah. I've never been to a Billy Graham crusade myself, but I have been to uh, one by his son, Franklin Graham. I did, oh, okay, did, nice. I did go and hear Franklin, Franklin Graham speak one time. Okay, so let's, um, let's just uh, talk about Billy Graham for a moment. Um, he is considered to be the most influential Christian preacher of the 20th century. He spent six decades uh, of his ministry on um, TV and radio. So really, in many ways, he was one of the pioneers of TV and radio and media Mm. evangelism. Um, From 1947 through to 2005, he ran an annual Billy Graham crusade. Now, I need to stop and talk about this word crusade for a moment because that has um, (laughs) rather negative connotations in today's world. And uh, so something that um, we as Christians stopped using about uh, 15 or 20 years ago. And uh, so I I, I guess the word crusade 
connects in some ways to the Crusades um, of you know the Roman Catholic Church to take the Holy Land, and are involved in a lot of tr- a tremendous amount yeah. of bad history of bloodshed and carnage and destruction and the deaths of probably millions and millions of people as mm. a result of um, those wars. And in the modern term, of course, the word crusade amongst Christianity became to be known as a word where it was not a war against people, but a war against ideology, a war against evil, a war against hate, um, a war against Satan, a war to bring people to Jesus Christ. And this is why yeah. Billy Graham used the word crusade. It's almost like reclaiming the word, isn't it? Uh, giving it a bit of a difference. Yeah, it was it, it was reclaimed, but then, of course, it became very, very unpopular during the war on terrorism because when the war on terrorism mm. began, then whenever the word crusade was mentioned, of course, it simply inflamed Islamic people. Yeah, yeah. And so we would we would call it more an evangelistic seminar, an evangelistic uh, program, um, an evangelistic campaign, something like that would be the sure, language yeah. that we'd use today. But in the United States, I find they still use the word crusade. They're not so uh, worried about the word crusade as what we might be here in Australia. Okay, so one of the main things that uh, he fought for during this particular period was segregation. Of course, that was an issue. Um uh, during that whole era of, uh, you know, particularly going back to the early 1940s. And uh, it's estimated that he reached um, 215 million people in 185 countries wow. with public evangelism. <laughs> um, and that is not including that, that this is live, as in people actually listening to him live. Just attend, wow. As in, as in seeing him face to face. Yeah, yeah. And so it is estimated that he has preached live to more people than any other person on the planet ever. So quite a remarkable record that this man yeah, has. Yes, indeed. A couple of other stats here. He was, uh, as you mentioned earlier, spiritual advisor to every president from uh, Truman to Obama. Wow, okay. That's quite, that's quite a period of time. Yeah, so this, this guy's had a lot of influence. And uh, um, it is estimated that during his evangelistic programs that more than 3.2 million decisions for Christ were made. Wow. Then if you include people, his uh, audiences via media, and so those audiences, of course, would have been uh, first by radio, then by television, um, and then in the online environment and so forth, uh, his audiences would have reached at least 2.2 billion people man so there's a very large population that of our earth <laughs> that has heard billy graham preach have you ever heard, heard billy graham preach as in like on media or anything like that? Uh, i haven't heard him preach but i uh, i've actually seen him do like a few videos more like inspirational talks i know yeah, okay a, well there you yeah, yeah. you're one of these 2.2 billion people that there we go has, yeah uh, i've spoken heard to billy via, graham. via media okay so 60 times there were 60 times that billy graham was on the on gallup's list of most admired men wow okay So, yeah, a massive amount of influence on Christianity, a massive amount of influence on our world, a tremendous responsibility in many ways for a human being to have. Um, He certainly left his mark on our world by introducing the age of television evangelists. Mm. Um, and making that a, uh, a a thing, yep, yep, um, something that is probably not such a great thing these days. Because no, these <laughs> days, when you talk about a television evangelist, you know, there's often a lot of negative connotations. Yeah. Like, oh yes, prosperity gospel. All they they're want is money, 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 money. <laughs> and they're filthy wealthy, and they're dripping with money, and we don't want to know about it. And they're just you know trying to rip people off. Mm. And sadly, uh, 
TV evangelists have gained a, a, a rather bad name in recent times. It is interesting, though, that uh, you mentioned before, there's just such a great burden of responsibility on someone like Billy Graham, because with such a large platform and with such a big reach, mm-hmm. you have to make sure that you represent God correctly. Oh, absolutely. It, absolutely. That, that, yeah. that is. That is. And uh, you know, one of the things that um, I think is interesting about uh, you know Billy Graham and his attempts to um, obviously uh, um, you know to to maintain a high moral stand mm-hmm. um, is something that is called the Billy Graham Rule. Oh, okay. I it became known as the Billy Graham All Rule. All right, I'm ready. Enlighten me. Okay, so the Billy Graham Rule is a very very simple rule, and it's a rule that deals with morality. And the basic principle is never be alone ever in any circumstances uh, with a woman who is not your wife. Solid rule. And, uh, and so this is something that actually became known for and you know is now called uh, the Billy Graham rule because of that. So he certainly put in some efforts to make his influence to be a positive influence mm. on the world. Yeah, I, I think that's a good idea. He went out of his way to maintain his integrity that way that he would... When people looked on, and because they basically see him largely as a representative for the church, yeah, yeah. they'd be able to look on and say, okay, he's a man of upstanding character. Okay, so we've got a lot of good things that uh, we can remember about Billy Graham on this day, the day that he has uh, passed away. We're going to talk about, uh, when we come back, some of the more controversial aspects of Billy Graham, and uh, we're going to um, yeah, look at some of the things that he shared with us. We're going to listen to Carly Fletcher.
You've been listening to Sleep Sweetly by Carly Fletcher. And this morning here on Faith FM Radio, we are talking about some of the big news topics that have hit the headlines this morning. And perhaps the biggest that has arisen is the passing away of famous evangelist Billy Graham. Yeah, no, no, I just want to put it out there. Maybe you have a, uh, a memory that you would like to share with us. Maybe you went to one of uh, Billy Graham's evangelistic programs or you heard him preach sometime or uh, he's affected your life in some way. Maybe you're someone that's made a decision for Christ as a result of Billy Graham's message. Uh, we would love to hear from you here on Faith FM, FM. Give us a call on the open line number 1-800-324-843 or you can send us to it through a quick text on 0491-064-669. And I do need to remember remind you all that we have a quiz out there. What is our quiz question? Nobody has answered the quiz Ooh, yet. Should we give a second clue? Maybe. I think we should get another, give another clue. Okay. So give our first one and our second one. All right. So it's what book am I? This is referring to a book in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And it says, there are more references to demons in this book than any other book in the Bible. Okay, 23 I don't times. Uh, uh, don't have it. Okay. All keep right. going. Keep going. Next one. Okay. This book was written after its author had investigated everything from the beginning. Ooh. Starting to piece together some clues. Nice. All right. Good, good. I have it. I have the answer. All right. But I'm not going to give it away because (laughs) you need to be the one that finds the answer to this question. Send us a text message 0491-064-669. Give us a call 1-800-324-843 or leave us a message on Facebook with the answer to the question. Okay. We were talking about Billy Graham and you're going to share something that Billy Graham said. Yes. I got a quote for you. I want to get your thoughts on this. All right. Billy Graham said, Someday you will read or hear that Billy Graham is dead. I just did. I know. That's today's the day. Today's the day. Here's what he says to you. He says, Don't you believe a word of it. Mm. I shall be more alive than I am now. I will just have changed my address. I will have gone into the presence of God. Now, Billy Graham was certainly an influential preacher of uh, um, the last century and even um, portions of this century. But... There's another person that the Bible speaks about who was also a very famous and influential person by the name of King David. Mm-hmm. And the Bible describes King David as a man after God's own heart. Now, certainly he did some some um, evil things and some sinful things. But on the basis of what Billy Graham just said there, we would expect that um, at this time that uh, Billy Graham would be in a position where he could meet with King David, right? That's what you would think. And I, th- I, I suspect that Billy Graham, being a Southern Baptist, would um, be expecting to be able to meet with King David you know, uh, right now or maybe sometime soon after he's uh, caught up with Jesus. I think that's probably the first place that everybody wants to start <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. when we get to heaven. Um, however, I wanted to read, what the, read to you what the Bible says because I question what Billy Graham said on this particular occasion. Okay, so Acts chapter 2 and verse 34, the Bible says, For David has not ascended into heaven. Well, that sounds problematic. <laughs> that, it's also very, very clear. It is. Cut and dry. Yeah, and so the question is, if David hasn't gone to heaven, then where is David? And if we go to um, just the same chapter here in verse 29, um, he goes on and he says, Men and brethren, let me freely speak to you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his grave is with us to this day. So the Bible is very, very clear about where David went when he died. David, a man after God's own heart, did not go to heaven. The Bible is very clear on that. The Bible says he is not there. The Bible says he is dead. He is buried. He is in the grave until this day. And this is exactly the same thing with Billy Graham. Mm. And it's a it's a sad circumstance, but in many ways, you know, for, for, for anyone who dies and who passes away, it's only sad for those who are left behind. 
because of the person who passes away. It's just a, like a flash. It's a moment. It's like that deep sleep. And Jesus is returning with power and great glory. For if you go over to the Gospel of John, uh, John, and we'll go to John chapter 5, verse 28 and 29, it says, Don't marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth. Those that have done good to the resurrection of life and those that have done evil to the resurrection of damnation. What do you think of that passage there? So uh, it it appears it's pretty clear where uh, those who have passed away are. They are clearly in the graves. Uh, Like the other verse we just had, it's pretty clear, pretty cut and dry. You can't exactly come forth from your grave if you're already in heaven, can you? No, no, no. Uh, That would be an interesting feat to watch. Yeah. and I think also what I find uh, even more comforting about that verse is that if these people are in fact just asleep in the grave, uh, not in fact in heaven right now, if they were in heaven, surely they would be able to look down and see everything that all of us are going through and Well, the Bible is very clear that people that are in heaven, whoever they might be, angels and so forth, are looking at this world. The Bible calls them watchers. Um, the Bible says that they're observing this planet. And uh, this planet is the great object lesson of the universe. Mm. And so you would imagine then that, uh, you know, people after they die would be up there and then they would continue to stress over, you know, the the, the heartache and the pain and the suffering of their relatives and their family and what they go through here on this. You know, you imagine being in heaven like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, 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 that's not a better. And then then something terrible does happen and it would be gut-wrenching. Yeah, and especially like that inability to actively help or do anything as well. You're just sitting there and you have to be a passive observer. Mm. So I think there is... A great deal more hope uh, in the idea that uh, the those who have passed away, it'll be a uh, in a second, in the twinkling of an eye, they'll be resurrected uh, at Jesus' second coming, and yeah, it'll be as if no time has passed. Yes, absolutely. One other thing that I wanted to mention that, uh, and, and I did find this disturbing about Billy Graham was that he refused to call Jewish people to repentance. He was very ecumenical. Now, the Bible speaks about the ecumenical movement. Of course, the ecumenical movement is something we needed to have. And the reason that we needed to have it is that Christians used to hate each other and Christians (laughs) used to kill each other, even as recent as the Troubles in Northern Ireland. Wow, okay. And this is from one Christian to another. Yeah, yeah. However, that's not all there is to the ecumenical movement because the ecumenical movement is also, by default, it brings about the watering down of truth Mm. and the gathering together. Revelation chapter 16, verse 13 and 14 talks about the ecumenical movement gathering the whole world together. And in 1991, Billy Graham announced the New World Order um, along with John Paul II and George Bush Sr. So there's there's some controversial history involved in Billy Graham as well. At this particular time, we're going to listen to Gregor Pillay.
have been listening to Grego Pele, Brighter Days here on Faith FM, and we have a special guest joining us right here in the studio today. Russell, welcome to the show. Thank you very much to you yeah. both, to, yeah. to you, Lyle and Chris. It's great to be here. This Thank- is the first uh, time I've been able to visit your facility here in Newcastle. It's wonderful. Yeah. Have you ever, have you ever been on radio before? Ah, once about a zillion trillion years ago. That was back in <laughs> WA, Western Australia. You know, I was going to ask whether you come from Western Australia or have relatives in Western Australia or connections to Western Australia. I do. That's where my wife grew up. She okay. wasn't born there, but that's where she went to school, grew up, and so she's got brothers, and that's where my parents-in-law were, and uh, I had an interesting time in Western Australia. Yeah. That was yeah. after we returned from... Well, that wasn't my... Que- that was, I, I, oh. I, I wasn't why I was thinking Western Australia, because when I was, when I was nine years old... Um, we spent three months with my maternal grandparents in Western Australia and I went to school there for one term and there was a family in our school who share your last name. Oh, really? Yes. And it's, well, the only, it's the only last name I remember. I won't tell you why I remember it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's the only last name I remember from, from school over there. Okay, so Russell, uh, where do you come from then? Oh, I come from northeast Victoria. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. a nice part I was of born on the Ovens River. Nice. Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of out in the bush a bit. It is. It's a lovely place. Not far yeah. from uh, Mount Hotham. Some people, a lot of people go skiing at Mount Hotham. Yep. And in fact, my mother, she grew up in the valley north. Uh, that sort of leads all the way up to Falls Creek, another, you know, important ski area. Mm-hmm. So that was home for me. And I used to go back there a lot. Um, love the bush and, yep. um, yeah, visit the mountains. And well, you're back in the mountains now again then I hear. Ah, yes. And we're so pleased to be there. We're in the foothills of the Snowy Mountains down at Jindabyne or just oh, out of Jindabyne. Wow. Fantastic. Mm. Beautiful part of the world. Come and visit. How? We're at the Adventist <laughs> Alpine Village. Okay, there you go. So the Adventist Alpine Village and what, you can uh, come and stay there in cabins, caravans. Yes, yeah. Um, and, and probably... Dorm rooms. What keeps us busy is the, um, is the school groups that come. We have... Uh, uh, an incredible number of school groups that come and stay with us, and uh, and particularly in winter, but all through the year too, and okay. and other groups wanting to come, Christian groups coming there for retreats and. Uh, what so, what you? kind of facilities have you actually got there? I mean, have you got a hall? Have you got? Um... Yes, we've got a conference centre. We've got uh, we've got a large dining room. We have uh, uh, a full time chef, and there's the manager. There's myself. I assist him. And uh, yeah, we do have a busy caravan park as well. You, you uh, got uh, you got uh, sports ground that kind of thing. Yes, yeah, we got 125 acres. Yeah, wow. and, and we make kangaroos. They just all, <laughs> they all come to visit us there, and yeah. we've got some alpacas and some sheep and the kangaroos, tame? horses, kangaroos. Oh no, they're wild. We right. tell all the kids. They are wildlife, yes. and they have that name because they are wild. So, <laughs> yeah. so we don't encourage them to go and pat them and feed them and do all those things. But, uh, yeah. They, they can't be fun. too scared, though. They're, they're hanging around. They can't be too scared. In great numbers, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> but we still have to mow the grass. Well, so. I guess it's part of the, um, the the kangaroo plague that we're suffering here in Australia right now, where mm. um, I think what three or four times the population of kangaroos oh that we had in the 1980s. Wow. I had no idea it was a plague. I had no idea we had this problem. <laughs> yeah. Maybe and, you uh, need to visit the Bushmore, Chris. There we go, man. Come to the... Adventist Alpine Village. And I all. might just. Yeah. Unfortunately, we have a, um, a mass um, wildlife um, crisis coming across from western New South Wales where the kangaroo population is dying in droves from starvation and dehydration, which oh, is wow. uh, yeah, quite, a, quite a crisis out in the bush right now. But that's a, uh, that's a different subject. They sound, sound like they're alive and healthy in Jindabyne. And, Absolutely, yes. And uh, a very special part of, uh, of, of your location there. So question, with, um, with the work that you're doing there at the Adventist Alpine Village, um, transport, you've you got an airport there? 
Oh, yeah. We, well, actually, we've got an airstrip for small aircraft right next to our driveway. So if you own, an, if you own a little aeroplane, just, just, just fly you right can. onto the property. Yeah, you're welcome <laughs> to come down, land your plane. In fact, if you give me a ring, I'll come down and I'll pick you up. Yeah, it's like, what, all of 200 metres from there? Well, that's right. You can, you can walk. Uh, but, um, yeah, happy to pick you up. There yeah. you go. Fantastic. So, And then we've got a bigger one down uh, towards uh, Cooma, and that has flights from Newcastle. So You're kidding me. Absolutely. There you what? go. <laughs> but you can organise your own lift from uh, from Cooma Airport down to us. That's a, bit, that's a bit further away. So is your peak season during winter? Absolutely. The beds right. never get cold. Mm-hmm. They, it is a <laughs> happening place in winter, let me tell you. And, and you, your, your facility is wa- warmed, I would take it? Absolutely. We keep all of our guests cuddly warm all mm-hmm. through the winter. And they and can dry out all their snow gear at the end of their day. And yes, all that we've got a drying room and all of those things, and we maintain all of that so that it's all ship shape. And so is it, so is it even worthwhile going down there during summer? Is there things to see? Yeah, summer? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, we've got a marvellous lake, Lake Jindabyne, uh-huh. and we've got an active sailing club, and you can go water skiing and and swimming for mo- you know for most of the summer. And uh, and of course, there's the whole snowy mountain scheme, which is extraordinary. Sure. To go and check that yeah. out. You know, you've got to go looking for it. But it's all there, and you know uh, it sort of it sort of seems to me to be kind of wrong to go to the snowy mountains <laughs> to do water sports. It's, the, the things, it's all a bit does, odd, isn't does it? Your, does your lake actually warm up enough to even put your big toe in? Not for my wife. <laughs> okay, but yeah, no. But look, people ski. They have boat races and ski races, and the, and all of you know a lot of our school groups and youth groups that come up there. They go ski biscuiting, and oh, I don't know. They oh, must man. have. Pop, they must have <laughs> Proper blood in their veins, I yeah, think, yeah. to be able to do it. But um, yeah, we have a lot of uh, people. Well, I can remember when lake. I was at, when I was school age. It's sort of like you know, it was water, and it was just like, well, who cares, you know? And <laughs> didn't seem to feel anything back then. These days, I feel it a bit more. Yeah, you but, and me uh, both. Yeah. So okay, there's a lot of things happening on Lake Jindabyne then. Now, um, during the off season then, which is summer, mm. which is my favourite part of the year. Okay. Um, do, you, do you get a discount if you come there in summer? A discount. Is it, is it cheaper in summer or is it cheaper oh, during the... Uh, oh, have you got a seniors card? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I might self-identify as a senior. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, we'll do you... So there, are, there are discounts for seniors. No, well, for celebrities. Oh, celebrities. Well, yes. Celebrities. So Lyle, oh, oh and Christopher. You'll tumble into that. There, there you go. go. There you go. Discounts for celebrities. Too right. We'll, and we'll uh, maybe we'll be... Organise out. something we, special we should, for We you. should bring the radio show down there one time when you've got a... Uh, Wouldn't that be A big camp happening or something or other like that. Second week in January. Though next year third week in january okay third week in january yep big camp happening how many people do you have for oh we've been between 550 600 and, and a this lot is of a, this is a spiritual outside. camp this is a spiritual camp yes a spiritual very uplifting we have a wonderful time and of course all of the different age groups are catered for uh, right from bubbies all the way through to uh, youth and seniors and uh, it's a marvelous time very uplifting wow. time a lot of activities happening and uh Without fail, we have a marvellous, usually an import, uh, special guest speaker. But uh-huh, there's, uh-huh. there's special people, very talented people in each one of these little divisions, um, which some of these little divisions are quite big. You know, yeah, some, you yeah, know the yeah. juniors and the primaries and the, and the youth. So uh, this is a Christian camp on your property right there, yes. over 500 people coming along. Yes. And uh, it would probably be, I would think, the largest Christian uh, camp of this kind of type in southern New South Wales. Um, Can't think of anything that would be bigger. No, um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think not, so. I think not south of Canberra. I wouldn't no, think. No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. Mm. And so, if you want to be a part of that, of course, you need to get in contact with uh, Russell here. How do we get in contact with you? 
Well, or, or, or if you would like to just you know simply come and stay, if you're heading to the Jindabyne, if you want to go to um, the the mountains for the snow, or the lake for the water skiing, or fishing, or sailing, or whatever other water sports you want to do, do they allow jet skis on the boat on, on the lake? Heaps of jet skis. Heaps of jet, <laughs> jet skis. Oh, nice. There's sailing craft yeah. and what was it? Some electrical um, canoes I've seen in there lately. And oh, there's all manner of things. But yes, jet skis, most certainly. Okay, yeah, bring them along. Take them to Lake Jindabyne and you've got a place to stay. But to get there, but yes. to, to get in touch with us, yes, yes, um, yes. just make your way to uh, alpinevillage.com.au and there's our, our website. All right, and, so that's and alpinevillage.com. .au to get in touch with Russell and you can find out all kinds of details about uh, what's happening there in the uh, in, in the village and what's available and uh, different accommodations and yeah certainly book in for big camp next year mm, um, by all means oh yeah the, one of the greatest um, you know I, I'd, I'd love to bring the uh, Faith FM radio down there for big camp it runs for a week is that right Runs for a week, yeah. Yes. Starts on the so Friday So where else night. do you find a Christian camp that goes for a whole week and has 500 <laughs> oh, people turning up absolutely. You know, in the southern half of New South Wales? It's going to be the uh, – there's no other event like it. It's a happening place, a happening time. Fantastic. Now, Russell, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, did you grow up in a Christian home? We, we want to know about Russell. We want to know about the guy who runs this place. Oh, really? Yes. Gee, that's frightening, isn't it? Well, Russ, uh, he, he – um, well – I had a, a, a wonderful mother, and I was thinking about this, you know, when I, when I was pondering your invitation to come and join you here. Um, my mother had um, influence as a, as a child from her mother, uh, and they lived in isolated places, but they used to get together, and she had a mother that used to open the Bible under a willow tree, uh, up by a spring, and they would take their... Oh, you are just painting an idyllic picture oh, right now. This is how... This is, this is out in the bush. I mean, this it is just a, just a beautiful part of Australia. In northeast Victoria, where, where her dad was share farming, and they would open the Bible, and they would they'd have you know bottles of um, homemade cordial... Uh, cooling in the creek and they'd have sandwiches <laughs> and what have you and they would have Sabbath together. They oh, those, were the, those, those were the days, weren't Absolutely. they? Absolutely. And Mother uh, re- fondly remembers those days and they would – and we tried to find that spot and there's no spring. At whatever it is, wherever it was, it's dried up now. But anyway, mm. it was an idyllic place at that time and uh, and then in the afternoon they'd go down and they'd pick wild raspberries not, – not raspberries, strawberries mm-hmm. that used to sort of self-sow down this creek – Anyway, mums was influenced by this. They were isolated. They'd have a visit from a minister every once in a while or a literature Okay, so there was just the, there's just the two of them? Uh, there, was, there was just my, my mum and her yeah. family. There were, uh, okay. were five siblings. Five, okay. Yeah. So, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Yep, yep, yep. And then, and then, uh, then mum and mum, they moved to the, to the next valley south, the Ovens Valley, met dad. He was the local baker. Uh, they weren't of a sort of a Christian background, but... Um, Mum and Dad got married, and we, us three boys, were born up there. And then, when I was four, moved down to Melbourne. And Mum made contact with a lady that was at uh, where my dad worked as a mechanic. And this lady invited Mum to church, and uh, and one thing led to another. And then I was about ten years old when um, this friend of girlfriend of Mum's, they became very close. Said, "What about Russ? What's he up to? Invite him along." And so that was sort of my the beginning of my. Uh, faith walk mm. but but you know what as as i was pondering this it didn't happen overnight so many people can laser into a particular date and time when they discovered that the lord loved them and that they were special in god's eyes and that they surrendered their life to him and became new creatures in christ now it it was a process with me without a sure. doubt mm. the lord led me to different people 
mm-hmm. um, and I call them mentors. You know, and and in that church, actually, that Christian community where we met, there was a, a chap there. He was a businessman, pretty young. She was unmarried when I first met him, but he took an interest in us. He um, he taught me how to water ski, and he had a company building fiberglass boats. And uh, one thing led to another, and he, uh, in the end, when I was in my late teens, I actually worked for his company. Uh, and so he was a mentor. And then there was my Uncle George. He was the patriarch of the family. He was a guy who, you know, with a big family, I think he had nine kids. Oh, wow. And, and we would go up to the country <laughs> and, and stay. And he mentored you guys as well on top on of all top that. On top of that, yeah. He was an, an extraordinary guy. And uh, one thing led to another. Another mentor that stands out is when... Uh, I was in my mid twenties. I made my way across to Norway. Now, <laughs> young people, Norway. That's that's random. Yeah, young people. They get lost on the way home from work, <laughs> and they're in the search of adventure. And that's where I ended up. But there yeah. was a gentleman over there, and I subcontracted to him. I was in building trade then, and um, he was an extraordinary guy. And uh, very good one-on-one. You know, he would talk to you and he'd remonstrate. Sometimes I was, I was a bit rough in my, you know, the way I behaved. But he he was a real encouragement to me. And uh, interesting, he he's the sort of guy he, he would go to church, but he wouldn't stand up in front of anyone and give a talk. No, that uh-huh. wasn't him. Einar yeah. was his name. But he would, you know, if he was moved by something he heard or, or a message that was preached, he would stand up at the end of the service and he would sing a song to express, you know, his, his inner feelings. You're kidding. Yeah, but wow. preach, preach. No, no. He had a good voice. He would sing. That would be preach. the most terrifying thing I could <laughs> yeah. imagine, me standing up and singing. <laughs> but that was Einar yeah. and he was another yeah. encouragement. And then, yeah. look. And there was my wife. My wife and I were married in Norway, actually. She's from Australia, too, as we explained. But <laughs> Why? No, yeah. this is dead. Okay, this is super random. I, you met in Norway or met here? And then we, actually, we met at Avondale College, not far from where we are here. Okay. <laughs> she was Dean of Women. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, she said that was an exciting time for her. Uh, you know, not, not having her own children, but uh, there she was, Dean of Women. She uh, had an interesting time. And, so this, and is, but this is just super random. Why do you go to Norway to get married? Well, I was in Norway. You were in Norway. I came back for holidays, and that was when I met my wife, Shirley. And then you took her to Norway, married her, and then came back to Australia. No, that was interesting. She sort of she uh, went on a trip to visit a nursing friend in Canada. She finished her work there at Avondale College, and she went to um, on her way to Canberra uh, to Canberra to uh, Canada, and um, she dropped off to visit me in Norway. But you know what? She never got to Canada. We got married there in Norway. We made that our home for two years. We were going to make that our permanent home, except that her parents and later my parents needed some support. Fantastic. Anyway, that was our our experience. Amazing story. And don't forget, you can get in touch with uh, the Alpine Village. Just uh, Google it. You'll find it right there. And Russell, it's been fantastic having you here on the show and sharing your testimony, your story, and what you're doing for God and the amazing program that you have there in Jindabyne. We're going to move on with Audrey Asad, It Is Well With My Soul. Like a river my way when sorrows like sea